New York, New York, come see me live November 13th with Chris Stefano, Christina Hutchinson, Preacher Lawson, and more for Stand Up on the Spot. We're returning to New York City, baby. Earlier in the weekend, I'll be in Syracuse, New York, and then I'll be in St. Louis doing a special Stand Up on the Spot earlier that week. And before that, November 8th at the Comedy Store, Nikki Glazer, Marilyn Rice Cup, Zainab Johnson, and more. Get tickets at JeremiahWatkins.com. And there's a new Stand Up on the Spot on my YouTube channel right now with Ralph Barbosa and more local comedy. Comics from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I think I lost my car keys somewhere around here. <laughs> um, I think there's kind of a misunderstanding. I'm just, I'm a valet. I work up the street. I, I, I lost one of, like, a Ferrari key, like, somewhere around here. Is it? Uh. Okay, this is the first time um, I've been asked multiple times to be entered by somebody else. Uh, I guess I can trust you. I think it's okay. You have my consent. To enter into your cave? Enter my cave. Oh. It's wet. Okay, here we go. Um, are you satisfied? Deeper. Okay. <laughs> Can I? Do you have a cigarette? <laughs> I'm just looking for my car keys, okay? I just, I just, I. I, don't, I really don't want to keep trolloping around inside of your cave. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a good way to open Jeremiah Wonders with my guest today, Mike Cannon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's up, buddy? That was the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> Coming in hot from New York City. <laughs> That's right. From Do Acrobat. <laughs> doing, yeah, yeah. doing these hot Aladdin riffs, That's right? right? You know, I knew it was going to be a fun day today uh, when you were humming something earlier. And could you tell the audience what you were humming? I was uh, I was humming I Will Always Love You by mm -hmm. Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even listening to it on my way here. I haven't heard that song in at least eight months. And by the way, it was not ironic when he was humming it he wasn't like you know like hamming it up i was just like i was setting up like random equipment and, he, and i go are you humming what i think you're humming <laughs> i'm hitting vibrato yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i look over mateo lane is sitting in the seat i'm like what is happening dude i wish if i was that yoked just sitting dude. on my butt muscles oh that my would be goodness awesome. that guy carved out of stone it's insane yeah 
Yeah. He's yeah. one of those people where I, you know, and this is how I just deflect my own sexual urges towards him. I don't I don't know if it'd be fun to have sex with him. He's so hard, like all over his body. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like slamming into a column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's slamming into a column. That's 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 some visuals right there. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how I make love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, you need a little bit of dose or there's some comfort for the postcoital affection. That's right. The... <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I need a little memory foam. You need a little husband bod. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. You don't want to be too freaking That's the thing. I mean, I guess women just completely disagree with what I'm saying, huh? Perhaps. You said something to me last night that I was laughing at after the show. Uh, I had to change. I always change shirts right before we start taping stand up on the spot at the comedy store last night. And I was like going through the show things with you and Steph in the green room. And then after I put my shirt back on, you go, your chest is a lot bigger than I thought it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a well-developed chest. It is a shelf. Whereas, like, you're a thin guy. I'm very thin, yeah. And yeah. I've seen, you know, I just assumed that you had, like... A Mike Feeney bod. Yeah. yeah. And he has a great body. Yeah. So it's not even, like, an insult. Yeah. You just had, yeah, like... Yeah, freaking take that, Mike Feeney. Boom. In boom. your face, bro. But you have, like, Gaston chest. Like, oh. to bring it back to Disney. <laughs> You're going to be getting a lot of Disney references during this podcast. That's how yeah. we, that's our love language is Disney. <laughs> that's a way that we communicate yeah. with each other. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you. I am neck deep in Disney plus. I mean, we are making the rounds it, it, that is pre bedtime. Stuff. Oh yeah. Um, uh, something that my son loves watching luckily because we had him on a couple like YouTube type shows. And I told mm -hmm. my wife, I'm like, why are we doing this to ourselves? This is the worst content possible. Like, let's get him on movies that at least we like. Yes. That if we put it on in the background, we're not going to freaking blow our brains out. Right. So, and I want my kid to get my references. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you gotta line I want them. my kid to be cool, all right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've been watching the old school, like the 1960s uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. I love that one. The, the Heffalumps and Woozles yeah. and all that stuff. So, like, he, like, will march along <laughs> He's with He's hallucinating them on booze. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. it's free acid. Come on, kid. <laughs> Yeah, so we've been putting that on, and that's on Disney Plus, and yeah. then uh, we just started up season two of uh, Game Changers, Mighty Ducks. Oh, nice! Yeah, did you that's watch the, the first season? I haven't. I didn't know that was a thing until I saw a billboard yesterday with Josh Duhamel. Well, what's upsetting is in the first season, Emilio Estevez is back, and he is so good in it. Like, but they probably couldn't afford him, or he said, "You're gonna continue to do this show." <laughs> No, no, no. I did that for the cash grab, and then I'm out again. What is he doing? I know. What I wanted him in the freaking... <laughs> what, are they bringing out men at work, too? Like, come on, man. Uh, I would be happy about that. <laughs> I would be, <laughs> be freaking stoked if that was going on. <laughs> but, yeah, he uh, is not in the second season, at least as of yet. And uh, I was a little bit disappointed. <sighs> yeah. Did any of the others make an appearance? I know Goldberg was one of the few that, like, uh, he had some troubles, but now he's cleaned up, which is... They I, I get happy. I don't... Maybe eventually they'll have him back on, but like, dude, he took too deep of a dive with drugs. He looks yeah. so different now. Yeah, he looks it, like a pirate. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I have a bunch of friends that have like started out fresh faced, you know, blonde, blue eyes, yeah. just having fun partying. Now you see him at thirty seven, and they're like just a bedraggled nightmare. <laughs> they can barely say, sputter out words even when they're sober. Nice, so good to see you, man. <laughs> Dude, you look great, man. You're like, y you 
you look <laughs> like god i love who look. you were yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah remember our memories yeah. <laughs> man it's it's good to see you and remember yeah back then. remember what it used to be anyway uh be well my friend <laughs> my buddy's like my town is such a haven of 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 drug abuse and I am I'm a participant or at least I was for a long time hey, you so got not, out though I'm not looking down on it yeah but you know I have a bunch of a bunch of friends that are in unions and they you know they're building stuff they're iron workers steam fitters everything mm-hmm. and there's drugs all over those sites all mm-hmm. the time like pain pills especially because they just put their bodies through hell yeah and my two of my buddies were working on the same crew a long time ago and their foreman took them all to the side. And uh, Ed goes, all right, guys, I'm getting, like, massive reports that everybody's on drugs. Like, the drug use is rampant. We're talking pills, coke, everything. We need to shut that shit down. We're going to start random drug testing. Like, this is bad. And my friend looked over at my other buddy, and his nose was bleeding. And he just was like, dude, dude. And he goes, he didn't know what it was, but he goes, and just smeared his hand. And he had a streak of blood lining his entire forearm and still didn't know until the end of the day. Dude, that's a scene out of a comedy movie. (laughs) The timing on that is so perfect. Yeah. That's like Goodwill Hunting too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when they, they drop the budget. It is your fault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point, yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. I don't know what else to say at this point. I'm just getting kind of sad. Just, I'm sorry. Free choice. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have to deal with the ramifications of your behavior. Ramifications. That's that's a good Robin Williams word. <laughs> ramifications. Ramifications. Dude, he would have been epic in any of the Harry Potter movies. Robin Williams? Yeah. Unbelievable. As one of the professors at the school. Why didn't they do that? He was alive when they first made him, right? Mm, I think he was starting to... Would he be too big? To, he was probably too, too take... distracting. Yeah. Where they're yeah. like, we got to keep this focus on the kids. Mm-hmm. One of um, the weirdest uh, Hollywood moments I've ever had uh, out here <gasps> was I auditioned for a Nickelodeon show where I was a, a, a helper elf to the kids on the show. <laughs> yeah. Right? I auditioned and I crushed where to the point where a couple of the producers who referred me for the audition, they hugged me in the elevator before I left. They're like, oh my God. They're, they're like, before I could even leave, they're like, that was incredible. Yeah. I get a text a couple of days later. Network says you're too funny. <laughs> what? You'll be distracting to the kids. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't book it because I killed too hard. That's, in the room. Yeah, they can't tell you to tamp it down. They don't think you have another gear. <laughs> like you're too talented. This guy is unbelievably funny. He can't turn it off. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I, yeah. I'm an actor. I can turn it down if you need me to. That is, and it's a periphery character. It was a side character, yeah. I assume. Yeah. yeah, it was like to help the kids along on this journey, kind of thing. Yeah, pick your spot. Like it's like a like a like half game show, half like like sitcomy kind of thing. Oh my god! See, that's the type of thing that actually irritated me. It, it, the way I said, pick your spots. It, I I'm a big sports guy, so yeah. everything comedy and show business reminds me of sports. And that is like when I was in high school. The idea of role player wasn't well defined. Right. Like no coach knew how to give you a job yep. and make you enthusiastic about it if it wasn't scoring thirty a game. Yep. You know what I mean? So they just could they didn't know how to glamorize rebounding or defense or whatever. <clears throat> and they've since gotten better at that. But if that if that director or producer had any ability 
to be able to like, hey, man, we love what you do. We have an MJ. We'd love it if you'd like drop down to coup coach, like right. be a six man off exactly. the bench. Give us a little scoring right when you come in and then fade into the background. Yeah, man, that's yeah. Maybe Steve Kerr. <laughs> yeah. why just come in every once in a while why aren't there steve kerr types dude why isn't there a steve kerr shoe huh <laughs> just a kind of a light jog yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's not quite a basketball shoe it's yeah. not quite a, a it's, coach it, yeah shoe. you're you're like i know i need those but i don't know what i need them for <laughs> steve kerr is gonna age weird mm -hmm. you know because yeah. he's like like you you have the, you're blonde but it's yeah. also like it's brown it's to, gotten darker, so it, much darker over the years. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. that just from spending time inside? I think so. I used to be yeah. outside all the time as a kid, and I used to work outside. Dude, when I worked outside, my hair was so blonde. Right. Yeah. But I was, a, you know, I was also, you know. What were you doing outside? I was washing cars in Kansas. No. Year round. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like saving money to yeah. come out here. Baby. Is that right? Yeah. <clears throat> Man, so that's like. That's what it is. When I when I see you and I see your focus and mm -hmm. I see what you're able to put together, yeah. it's that. It's yeah. growing up in Kansas yeah. and being like, I'm doing whatever it takes to leave. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. amazing because I don't – I grew up so close to New York that I – and my parents never taught me. No school ever taught me about money and how to, like, do anything with Dude, it. Dude, I think – yeah, I think a lot of us learned mm -hmm. much later than we should have. Yeah, now I'm, like, asking 16-year-olds for NFT advice and <laughs> they're just calling the cops. Do I invest in this? <laughs> Uh, my mom's picking me up in 30 minutes. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, wait, wait. Wait, just give me a couple just, more tips. <laughs> what are the cool ones? Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> in right now? Yeah. Uh, but you were saying, like, in New York and stuff like that, like, you're just... I don't even remember what I was saying in terms of just... Yeah, I mean, I, I have no financial literacy whatsoever. And yeah. I think that yeah, I'm, I'm trying to grasp it because it might be a product of... of like growing up in kind of a nice area, mm. but it was both. It was like both blue collar and affluent. It was a nice kind of mix of it. Sure. And we we definitely were more, I would say, on the lower end of the spectrum than mm -hmm. than others. But I still like. I think it's my dad. Like he started as an actor, then he got into being a stockbroker. So just money is all over the place, and he has oh, no wow. idea how to really comprehend what he's doing. What, what kind of uh, <clears throat> acting stuff did your dad do when he was in the mix? He did. Uh, he did some theater stuff. Okay, for sure. He was a stage actor for a while. Then he did um, like all of the soap operas, but not. Not, I don't think he had many speaking roles. I think he might have had a. Is your handful. dad like a handsome dude? He was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now he's a, an Irish nightmare dude. <laughs> he is. Mike, come let to talk to you. Talk to, talk to your father real quick. <laughs> My dad looks like a tree planted in a pet cemetery. Like, he looks like just all of his leaves have fallen so off. So, a Stephen King sequel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's just as bedraggled and aged as you could possibly mm -hmm. get. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I have to look forward to. It's going to be pretty sick. Heck yeah. Um, but he was a good-looking guy, kind of Colin Farrelly. Oh. Like really thick eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, brown hair. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, mm, Turning into Fran Dresser. Oh. Colin Farrell. I love Oh, Fran I Dresser. like that. <laughs> ah, Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that show all the time. It was awesome. Yeah. She hosted my TV debut for stand up. That's Ax cool. Axis Gotham Comedy Live. Oh, okay. Stand up comedian legend Fran Dude, Dresser. Remember when that credit was everything? <laughs> yeah. 
everything. Yeah. If you had an access like like set, you could get booked anywhere. And that's very inside baseball for the comedians who are watching this. But uh, now it's been relegated to a YouTube clip. Yeah. For everybody. For everybody. Yeah. It's like if it's shot well and sounds good, it's like okay. Yeah. I think I ripped mine, so mine's at like 480p on my own channel. You it's gotta perfect. love it. Yeah, you gotta perfect. love. It. You gotta love ripping your own content because they won't give it to you properly. <laughs> Gotta love that, man. Yeah. Just put in the extra effort. Thank yeah. you for doing the show. Thanks, and by the way, jump through hoops to get it. Thanks for uh, not sending me any kind of download link after <laughs> I'm, I'm done doing your thing. But to her credit, to Fran Drescher's credit, she hired a writer to write her set. Really? Her 10-minute set. Yeah, and it was one of the writers from The Nanny. And so oh. I went there for rehearsal to Gotham, and she's running through it, and she is a pro. Because she's doing that thing where it almost looked like Chris Rock working out new material, which she wasn't like putting the affect into it. None of the mystic, you know, the oh, and the the gum snapping and any yeah, of that yeah, shit. Yeah. She's just kind of flatly memorizing the lines, learning her cues, all this stuff. <clears throat> and then as soon as the show started, the bright lights came yeah. on. And you could just see her almost like come into her own, start doing the affect, start doing like looking off to people. And it's like. This lady has never done stand-up and still was capable to deliver bits in front of a live audience. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Pro. Yeah, Performer. Yeah, goddamn pro. Yeah, dude. Uh, Who hosted yours? I never did one. I, I never did one because it was one of those things where I was so L.A.-based at the time. I'd yeah. go out to New York every once in a while. I remember um, there was some – because I'm still not a uh, – a regular out of the cellar uh, mm -hmm. in New York, but I did something that at the time, like nobody cares. It was just one night, but like at the time, I remember some comics got pissed. Jeff Ross brought me, Jamar Neighbors, and Willie Hunter on stage at the cellar, and we're not regulars there. And like there were some people that got really upset. Comedians? Yeah. No shit. They were like kind of grumbling, like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And it was yeah. literally... I mean, it, Kevin Hart's not a regular either. Right. It was Jeff Ross, it was David Tell, and The Wave on stage at the cellar. <laughs> and, like, we were literally doing, like, wave bits and riffing with them, like, when they would roast somebody in the crowd. Yeah. And it was just so silly and fun. That sounds awesome. It was... Yeah, it was a good That's time. so funny. There's, like... There's some older, uh, the older guard, some of them at yeah. the cellar that are very stuck in their ways, very like cannot believe that the business has changed, the business has progressed. There's new people doing comedy, yeah. like they yeah, just... yeah, the new people have started stand up. It's like I thought we reached our gap. Exactly. It, that's yeah. like that's an amazing thing. Also, as somebody who's been doing it for 14 years, and yeah. I'm seeing new people, and they're doing great, and you know whatever, everybody's coming in, and you're just like. Oh, that's right. This never ends. It's this never. Yeah. It's a Endless. constant conveyor belt. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's good. Uh, it's good to rewire your brain that way, just so you're like always pushing yourself to work hard, but also welcoming the new people in because yeah. it's just like you said. It's constantly. Yeah. And that's what I do. That's what I love about what you do and what you're doing, like with your work ethic and everything. Is anybody who is you know tuning in right now that is not familiar with Mike Cannon's work, uh, if for whatever reason you're just hearing I about it, it now, right now, uh, <laughs> just give his name a YouTube search. He's got multiple specials that you can watch for free right after you're done listening or watching this, and they're really good, and they're really funny, dude, and oh, thanks, there's a man. lot of love that not only when it's in the material or the crowd work, he's got both kinds of specials. Material, he's got crowd work, 
and the production value is on point yeah. on all of them. Yeah. And I appreciate all that stuff. So all that stuff does that, not go unnoticed. That means a lot coming from you for sure. Seriously. Like you have, uh, you've set the tone, man. <laughs> I see, I see your relentlessness and it's like, that's how to carve out a career for yourself. That's how to demand, you know, to do this. Well, when networks are telling you, you're too funny to work with kids. <laughs> You got to keep pushing the envelope, baby. <laughs> you get too funny, and then I walk in, and they're like, oh, you're grayer than we thought. <laughs> like, what are you, a dead dandelion? Beat it, sir. Yeah. And I'm like, I could I could die it. They're like, yeah, you could also die. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> it is amazing when people see something like this, like my gray hair, and they're like, unfixable. Like, we don't know what to oh, do with you that. you mean a 45-minute dye job? Yeah. You can just comb mascara brush through yeah. my hair and it's fine. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. Did you, you got this kind of Steve Martin thing. Kind oh, of, yeah. Like, where yeah. you, like you got the, you got the gray because you're a young guy. I'm a, I'm 37. It's been coming in since I was 21. So, really? Yeah. And I thought. That's like, I think Steve Martin started going gray, like, right around, like, 19 or 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel too bad because my buddy went bald at 19 and that was kind of rough for him. Like Dude, that, of that course. Is, that is an early age. I, mean, I had a, I had a couple of friends who were going bald in high school and I was <sighs> like, this is, this is rough. That's tough. Yeah. You should be able, and I guess it's your mom, but you can't punch her, but you should be able to have like a free shot on your father. If yeah, you yeah. go bald yeah, in yeah, high yeah. school. Right in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Just a yeah, Ray Finkel punt. <laughs> Dude, that that's a movie that is so funny that they there was a, a brief moment where they tried to cancel that movie. Did they? Dude, there's an internet thing that happened. You know that one scene where he finds out if the Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn yeah. is Finkel? That scene where he's he's stuffing the plunger down his mouth <laughs> and lighting his clothes on fire yeah. and taking a rape shower. Uh-huh. Dude. <laughs> People, the new generation got a hold of that scene. They're like, this is unbelievable. And then literally everybody else is like, yeah, this is one of the funniest scenes in movie history. Sorry, uh, you're wrong on this one. It's a different time. Just accept that this is just a funny, ridiculous scene. Yeah, it's truly preposterous. It's so over the top. And also, while within the means of or within the world of progress and of yeah. being sensitive, it's like, aren't you also sensitive to the fact that she she didn't disclose the full truth right. and kind of did mouth rape him without yeah. full consent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where's the line drawn? The, the, the scene after that the next day when he's chewing 30 pieces of gum. <laughs> <laughs> to try to get the, it looks like the georgetown hoya it's so it's so <laughs> ridiculous it's so ridiculous that uh, i think i i always make this point and i think it's important to continue to spread this gospel but i think ace ventura 2 is the greatest comedy sequel of all time dude i knew that we were good friends <laughs> but you are preaching the gospel right no now. shit you think that too I am one of the the few people. I actually even all and people think I'm crazy. I prefer two to one. Yeah, I watch it more than one now. I definitely do. Yeah, because it's literally like the first one was successful, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, Jim, you can do whatever you want in the second one." Yes, we have the exact He's same. He's so unhinged. It's <laughs> I don't know if he has ever gone that Jim Carrey in any other yeah. movie. Yeah, where it's just like. Every scene, there's something that's so preposterous that I love. Do you know? It, so again, bringing it to sports, it's yeah. like when KD left Oklahoma City, yeah. and then they gave the ball to Russ and are like, 
average a triple double do whatever you want yeah that's what they did to jim carrey yeah. they're like just cook dude just go i bet that script was like 14 pages long with like just hey jim's it's at like the cave bullet points <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a bat we think i yeah. don't know <laughs> like carved this together the story on the set do you still play uh basketball i do but mostly with my son my body can't like sustain impact dude i am yeah. a rickety mess what um what is the hardest because uh, i still play but like it's definitely like, um, you know, it's already I'm like, frick, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I think eventually, like, I still play outside on Saturdays. Same. And, uh, but I play, I, there's a game every once in a while that I play on Tuesdays. It's an indoor game, and it's so much easier on your body. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous how much the wood is more supportive, mm -hmm. like, than hard asphalt or concrete. I mean, that was my entire upbringing was playing on asphalt either yep. in the park summer leagues like whatever and then they didn't even know that you should cushion the wood floors too so i in in like some really well-to-do areas and maybe even it's it's more spread now mm -hmm. but they have that like composite wood that you can lay down and they right. have the little bit of cushion just a little in bit of give <clears throat> dude that saved people like 10 years on their career for yeah. their knees i played in junior college and we had like one of those hard I don't know what the material was, but hard, like with a little give, but it was heavy. And once it got, once it gave a little, it didn't spring back. It stayed down. Weird. It was almost like wrestling mats. Like it was terrible. And my knees, I tore my, uh, my meniscus, my freshman year. Oh. And uh, and I never got it fixed because I was trying to get recruited, trying to maintain my starting position, like trying to out tough it because that's the era of basketball we were in where it, if you yeah. were hurt, you were a pussy. Yeah. And I just I like blew out any. Ch I mean, I wasn't going to play anywhere seriously anyway. But uh, but my yeah, my knee still to this day is pretty, pretty messed up. Who do you uh, do you know as far as like the New York basketball players who's good out in New York? Chrissy D. Chris DeStefano is really good. He played pro in overseas for like a couple weeks, and then I think he got homesick. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he was collecting a check, playing play professional basketball, and I think like two weeks in, he's like, he's I, that I, good? I need my mother's cooking. Yeah, yeah. What is he forward or a guard? He was a guard, so he he's he's bigger now. Like he's probably like. 210 i guess yeah, but yeah, like yeah. a big body but i think at the time he was probably like 185 190 and like a real swing can move yeah yeah really shoot i played with him a couple times and he can shoot the shit out of the ball it's it's pretty impressive wow yeah but in new york who's, who's chrissy like, d schultz he good i heard yeah schultz is good i've only played with him like once or twice sam Arill is good Okay. Um, I've heard Joe List is good. I've never, I've never played with him. Okay, but uh, Feeney can play a little bit. We played in the Skankfest yeah. tournament. I think the second, See, first or second year. I we wish won that it. they would bring that back. Me too. Because I would love to play. Yeah, we played in a. Um, they had a for the Netflix fest out here. We they, it was a talent versus uh, industry. And awesome. it was so freaking fun. Did you just Charles Barkley swing your elbows into the Nickelodeon chair's face? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had, a, <laughs> I had a double double that game. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it was good. It was fun. Yeah, I was going to town in the paint. Yes, and I wish yeah. Skagfest would do it because it'd give like a little healthy reprieve from doing ketamine twenty three hours out of the day. <laughs> so that would be like a nice yeah, little that's break. That's the sport. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, there's a bracket that you can sign up for right over here. <laughs> Get a sweat and then go back yeah. here and do some hardcore hallucinations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as L.A. basketball players, um, Adam Ray is he's oh, no a good kidding. shooter. He plays in a lot of the celebrity basketball tournaments, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rick Glassman gets brought up a lot. I um, heard he, he's good. He's, like, legit good, right? He's good, yeah. yeah. I used to play in a league, a comedy league with him, Adam Ray. Santino's good. Yeah. Santino's, like... Did he play in college? I don't know uh, if he played in college or not. Um, but, yeah, and then there's some other guys. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is good. Not that he's a L.A. comedian, but he's he played junior college Kansas basketball. Kansas basketball, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my aunt taught him randomly. Really? Yeah, we're from the same area in Kansas. Oh, wow. And my aunt taught Sudeikis. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very random. Like, that man is going to marry an unhinged director one day. <laughs> one day. This kid has potential. <laughs> He's going to have an ugly public divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Willie Mack is another comedian who, who, can, who can play. Willie Hunter, uh, mm. great outside shooter and, and ball handler. Yeah, there's like a... There's like a handful of guys who are like like pretty good. Yeah, oh, um, I think Shane and McCusker are good too. I mean, they beat Lewis and Jay, which that dude. Doesn't... I saw that footage. I was like, "How are you guys going to brag about being able to play at all, dude?" I I offered Lewis like lessons before the game. Yeah. I was like, I was like, "Dude, you just got to get a base, like a base understanding of what you need to do and where to just go." Awareness. But he he dribbles the ball like his hands are numb. He's literally like like he has dentist novocaine on his on his <laughs> hands and he's flopping it like a penguin. And it's so embarrassing, no touch whatsoever. Yeah, firing bullets against the backboard. Yeah, it's yeah. I can't believe that they agreed to play for any sum of money. Yeah, it was uh, it was hard to watch, but I watched it. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is good content. Yeah, but you could tell McCusker played like his the way he shoots. You're like, oh, okay, I I see where that was in high school, and so he's he could play. Yeah, yeah. I I my form is very weird mm -hmm. because I developed a weird form because I was playing with guys who are so huge. Okay, so I I go way far back. The old Bill Cartwright, nice. Yeah, because I was playing with dudes who they kept stuffing <laughs> me. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna develop a shot. That, yeah. Yeah. That's so like when people see me play, they're like, oh, at first they're like, ah, oh, this dude, he doesn't look very good. Yeah. And then I start playing and they're like, can you do with the natural form right now? Can I see it? Like just how, how you raise your hand? I mean, it's like, it's wow. back. It's back. That's actually great though, because everybody talks about KD's release and how big guys are able to shoot over people. Mm -hmm. And that's the proper way to do it. I yeah. Think. Mine's like way back. Yeah. 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 I had like, I had a hitch. And I My, fade a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> I fade a lot. Your boy fades a lot. You got that. You just got the Kansas memory in you yes. forever, right? Yeah. Just going into the paint, knowing something. That's why no, I can't finish knowing layups. Knowing somebody's going to freaking, yep. I played so much in like West Forth on the cages and stuff like that. And in these like School Street and Yonkers and these big, like, you know, giant kids were playing against. So I'm, I'm in the lane trying to absorb contact. And I still can't finish a layup to this day because I on just, a fast break. No, on fast breaks I'm fine, but in traffic I'm like trying my best to maneuver, and I see ghost limbs, <laughs> like these giant Hilton Armstrong limbs yeah, out yeah, of yeah. nowhere. And I'm like, the, Jesus, they're haunting you after all these years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, somebody's. Uh, it seems like somebody's calling into the show right now. Uh, Hi. hello. Uh, first time, wrong time. Is this Jeremiah? Uh, this is Jeremiah. Uh, who am I speaking with? This is Cliff. Cliff, and uh, did you have a question for uh, me and Mike Cannon? I do. Um, does anyone in L.A. Uh, 
well, that's rude, dude. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Uh, I would say yes. Um, and if not, then I, I'm very proud to be introducing him to <laughs> to, to L.A. because uh, he's a diamond, a diamond in the a diamond in the a diamond in the rough. <laughs> Oh wait, no, no, Cliff. Are you from LA? Where are you calling from? Georgia. Then why, why would you be asking that kind of patronizing or patronizing, depending on, uh, you know, where you're from, that kind of question? Well, because I feel like I'm really tuned into the podcast scene, and nobody seems to mention him as, uh, you know, a potential get as a guest, and uh, you know, I'm just kind of reading the tea leaves over here. Well, I'll tell you, Cliff, uh, I was super stoked to get him on Stand Up on the Spot, uh, which will be coming out um, in the, within the next couple months. And then he's on Jeremiah Wonders right now. So uh, if, if I have to introduce him to more L.A. people, then I absolutely will. Last time I'm listening. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is, is this? this? Hello. Hello. My plan B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's right. I have to flush it. Guys, um, I'm very progressive, and uh, I take the plan B in my relationship. <laughs> we do things a little different in L.A. Do you know somebody told me that recently? They were riffing on stage, and they mentioned that they take the plan B or birth control. Okay. And they were, they were very clearly joking Yeah, and, and you know, went off on the whole tangent. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time. And this woman came up to him after and was like, does, does that work? Cause I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in my husband's coffee tomorrow. And he was like, what? Like, no, don't, don't do that at all, please. That is <laughs> oh. ready to dose this dude. That's so scary that <laughs> a stranger would have the faith in a comedian for that kind of confidence and that kind of conversation no checks it doesn't google it doesn't yeah. ask her doctor goes straight to the source of the comedian and then refuses consent to the well, man I she's mean, pledged her life to you know why <laughs> trust why would you trust crest when you can go straight up to one out of the three or five dentists are approving it <laughs> <laughs> Just walk straight to the dentist. Yeah, just ask don't a take, guy on the street. Don't take Crest Does it work? <laughs> Does it work? Seriously. <laughs> I heard about this from you. <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> like, oh, I don't, I don't, yeah, no. No. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. Um, Down with Crest. There's another person who's trying to uh, to get into the podcast. Um, I don't know. Um <laughs> Hello? Who's there? What do you want from me? Then just kill me already. Get it over with. <laughs> no, seriously, like quit laughing. Just kill me. This is worse than death. <laughs> There's not enough people in horror movies that just say, just kill me. Yeah. Just kill me already. What, that's only been Jennifer Love Hewitt. 
Oh, yeah. I feel like that's how I would be. In a, like, I'd be like Great Gatsby, you know, how he ran through the battle because he was almost like trying to die. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how I would be if I was in a horror situation. Yeah. Because I can't, the anxiety of it is worse than death. Yeah, a lot of times the buildup to whatever, I mean, when people ask, like, do you ever get, like, nervous before, like, shows? Yeah. It's not about it's literally not even about the show. It's literally like you're, you are nervous or you have anxiety about waiting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Cause once we touch the stage, that's the reward. Yeah. That's, and, and you feel at home. It's yeah. That, it's that kind of feeling where you're like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> you almost forget, or at least I, I should put this on you, but I sometimes forget that I know how to do it. And oh, then yeah? like, I'm walking on stage and I'm like, shit, man, what the fuck? And then you step on and you're like, oh, okay, that's right. I've been here. How scary was that uh, you did a, a, your most recent crowd work uh, where you're on edibles? Yeah. Um, <laughs> how scary was that? Because that's a very, obviously, you're in a completely different state where you're usually chilling when you do edibles, mm-hmm. where your brain needs to be moving and you are surrounded by a packed sold out room in New York. Yeah. I, it was so leading up to it was a nightmare. Like truly leading up to it all day. I was like hoping for something to happen that would cancel the show. Yeah. I I was like, while you're getting progressively more and more high. Even before that, even before I took the edible, because I just knew, I know what you feel like in the drop off a cliff it is for me to take, you know, 150 milligrams is not a lot for some people. It's a lot for others. It's a lot for me. Yeah. Even though I smoke weed all the time, it still just affects me deeply. And if I were to take more than that, then it just wouldn't have been a coherent piece. Like I would have true. It just wouldn't have. I know everybody's like, oh, it would have been funny to see you curled up in the corner and like losing your mind and freaking out. And it's like, that would have been funny for 30 seconds. And there were a few moments throughout the hour that kind of exhibit that, but it wouldn't have been funny as a full piece. It would have been awful. Yeah. So all day I'm like hoping it's getting canceled. I'm getting like ticket updates that it's like selling out. And I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) I have no idea if it's people, you know, I'm still at this phase where it's weird that people saw my tweet and bought tickets to this thing. Sure. So I'm, I'm like, Oh, maybe they're just buying it. Cause it's like a regular show. It's, but it's Wednesday at 1030. I'm like, like, I don't know what the fuck this is going to be. It's so weird. Yeah. And then as soon I took the edible an hour, I, an hour before the pod. Well, actually, I took one earlier in the day during our podcast. And then I took another one an hour before the show. And then I took another one on stage. And then I smoked on stage. And it was just like, it, I I should have folded in on myself. But because of the audience that was there for that specific reason, and they were also on the exact same level, it was like riding a wave, man. Yeah. It was, yeah. And I felt... I don't know. I don't know if it was the edible or if it was just their warm embrace. I felt a little psychic that evening because I guessed this guy's job, where he was from. I also kind of guessed this guy's name. I guessed this one guy's like sexual proclivities. It was super. I was just like Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> Tapped in. Moving all the parts. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. But pre, I mean, the most anxiety I've ever, the like waiting for it to have a kid. You know, like that nine months for me felt like I was I was being introduced at Madison Square Garden for nine months. Like you're just waiting to be brought up on stage for that long. I am very good at compartmentalizing uh, things. So while my wife was pregnant, it didn't really feel like that to me. But when she was in labor, 
that is when it was so real to me. Mm -hmm. And like when the baby was actually born and healthy, yes, I bawled like uncontrollably because there was like there was some slight complications that were going on with um with the baby like and yeah. and like and and they were like like both of their heart rates were like Ugh, dipping so and stuff scary. like that and yeah. it was just like terrifying mm -hmm. and i'm trying to you know remain in the pocket and remain yeah. you know strong for them and stuff like that so like when the baby like cried and then my wife was like good and everything i was just, like so so much emotions <laughs> relieved and it was yeah, like dude oh yeah but yeah that because it was like a it was like an 18 hour labor mm. yeah my so, wife my wife not to one up you but yeah. my wife my wife i think labored for like 25 yeah and then she had a c-section because he was after he was huge and facing out see yeah they kept yeah yeah so it was and the, the c-section experience i was actually like hoping for it leading up to it because i was like you know, I'm 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 a moron. I did my research, but I still, you know, all the movies influence me more than the textbooks yeah, and yeah. all the all the literature. So I'm like, you know, things happen during natural birth. It's just a little less out of our control. Like it feels it, it just felt scarier. So I was hoping for the C-section mm -hmm. and then it happened. And then that thing was a nightmare in and of itself because my wife had a bad reaction to the uh to the painkiller so she they're like oh you should you should do like slight tremoring if she starts shaking that's completely normal and my wife was blue with her like arms out like jesus on the cross and chattering like this and it was my job to maintain poker face and be like everything's good we're all great yeah. it's great the the nurse is like has no bed bedside manner like she doesn't look great <laughs> like all this shit we're just like what and they're like don't listen to her she's out of her mind you know whatever and then they pulled him up took down the tarp because you can't see the nightmare on the other side. Mm -hmm. And it was like, whoever lights uh, that hospital should win like a Pulitzer. It was unbelievable because it was Simba in the Disney Simba in the sunlight, you know, just yeah. unbelievable. And then they had me, you know, they taped off this corridor because they're like, don't look past this thing because it is a true, like, Saw sequel yeah, over here. Yeah, they just cut your wife open. And then I overcorrected and looked too left, and the biggest placenta I've ever seen in my entire life was in, like, this metal salad bowl. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> looked like Crane from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> then I walked over to my kid. I was like, I was out of my body. I don't know if that's yeah. how you felt. I felt like... Like at least eight, almost half in my body and half out, like eight inches out, where yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm there and I'm experiencing it and, and I'm telling myself to be present, but it's very clear that I was just like kind of existing without any connection to myself. Yeah. And I, I remember being truly grossed out by my son's nails. His nails. His Why nails. the nails? I don't know, dude. I have a thing with Were they nails. long? They were long. Sometimes that happens, yeah. Covered in goo, and I was like, <laughs> like instantly grossed out by him. I'm like, can somebody get a wet wipe? I was actually real good with all of that stuff. Mm. Um, like I, I, you know, I, I was stoked to cut my son's umbilical cord. Like I, I watched everything happen with my mm. wife. Like, and uh, I, I turned that part of my brain off but i That's do awesome. like a lot of weird gross stuff like over the years like this like jackass type stuff yes. for yeah. that i've eaten really weird stuff and i've not that that's you know very comparable but 
But like I've been training. For I've been this training day. for years <laughs> through content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to the school of YouTube to, to prepare me. You and a lot of Americans. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my so, father-in-law definitely has a doctorate from YouTube University. Yeah, YouTube University. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I saw an article on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. He's like, did you know that there's a high percentage that the Earth is actually flat? He's like, there's two mile high ice walls. At there's each a pole. lot of people who actually are onto this thinking. <laughs> there's a large community. It almost feels semi cultish, but it's not. It's open minded. Yeah. We're, we're desperate to be proven wrong, but nobody's done it yet. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was, uh, yeah, that's a that's definitely one of the scarier moments, though, that I can recall in my life. Mm-hmm. Of just that, like. I took a picture of myself right before I went in, like thinking like, this is the pit, you know, oh, right before my son gets here. And I've looked back at it recently and I'm just like. Just fear in your eyes. Terrified. You could see it, dude. They're just like literally eyebrows up like this. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, I guess I was just, uh, I I just nutted up after that. Yeah. I mean, my wife did really. Full full circle. You nutted up to make the baby have him and he nutted up afterwards, baby. Let's freaking go, dude. (laughs) What are we doing out here, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, seriously, like, (laughs) if you're not nutting up, then you're shutting up, dude. Like, get out of here. Damn. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's solid, man. Yeah. If you ain't nutting up, you ain't shutting up. Yeah, they call me a douchebag poet, brother. (laughs) (laughs) You wear a vest and a fedora. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you your fortune. (laughs) You're a bitch, dude. Oh, what's up, dude? Douchebag pub, dude. <laughs> Come on over, dude. I'll, re- I'll read your fortune right now. Huh, dude, life gave you lemonades and you suck dick, dude. <laughs> That'll be $40, dude. I'm only on Cash App, bro. <laughs> what are we doing here, dude? Oh, that's the best. <laughs> uh, Confucius say, go back to fucking work, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Get after it. Beast mode. What are we doing here? <laughs> That's what Confucius say, dude. Live, laugh, love, bro. Yeah. Eat, pray, love. Great sequel to that <laughs> quote. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh. There's a uh, there's a wig underneath um, oh, your nice. little uh, desk over there, and we're going to do uh, a listener slash viewer favorite, a segment that I call Wig. Wig. Excuse me, Master Damon. What is it, Bart? One of the horses. It escaped the stable. And what are you doing about it? I, I, I was telling you, sir. I, I tried to chase it, but it's got too much, too much power. The horse has too much power to it? Yes, I have a feeling that's going to be a unit of measurement in the future. Very interesting. Hmm. Well, what are we going to do about it other than talk about it? Sir, I was hoping that you'd give me some advice, but I'm willing to go chase it down or at least attempt to, sir. Have you ever been with a horse? Pardon me? Have you ever sucked off a horse? (laughs) Sir, I Permission to speak freely? Granted. I've been a bit scared. I was... Just asking a hypothetical question. It was more of a, a ribbing bot, but continue. Oh, I thought that that 
this maybe was like a rite of passage and this is the reason that I haven't been able to connect properly with the horse and that's why it escaped the stable. So, do you like horses, Bart? I love them. But do you really love them? I've never thought about that. Well, think about it right now. Arthur, do you like horse more than women? I believe I do, sir. I am only 13. Because as a Targaryen, we don't care what you sleep with. If you want to have sex with a horse, that's your, that's your business. So you're giving me permission to have sex with your horse? Because that's why I've kept mostly, mostly a distance is it's, it's your, it's your horse. Listen, Bart, you're a man. You're 11 years old. You can do whatever you please. <laughs> you became a man six years ago, Bart. <laughs> I remember that night you unleashed mother into my bedroom and I've been a man ever since. And did she not teach you everything that you know and that you use to this day, Bart? Are you saying that I should use what mother did to me on the horse? Exactly. And if that doesn't work out, just maybe ask one of the other maids around here if they would like to go on a date with you and court you. So, so, there's, so there's options. I mean, if you don't want to ha have intercourse with the horse, into horse. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not your option A, then maybe it will be your plan B. So, I, I can't thank you enough. This is invaluable information. Yes. I, I think I'm going to stick with the horse. Okay. We'll do it in the sea steps where no one will see you. Because it's still frowned upon by society outside of me. Here. Take the keys to my dragon. I'll go find the horse. Thank you, sir. I, I, I can't... I can't express my gratitude enough. And once... You have relations with the horse. Bring it back. We still need that horse. Oh, right. Yes. So if it's going to be an awkward workplace thing after you make love and you have to see it around, then consider that. I didn't even think of that. Do you think the horse wouldn't wouldn't like it if I saw other horse? I Says. mean, do you plan on riding other horses around that horse? I mean, we have a full stable here, so it'd be irresponsible if I didn't care for the other horses choose wisely now go there's the horse <laughs> <laughs>
whenever you're ready. Sure. When I was um, when I was about eighteen or nineteen, I think I was nineteen years old. I worked at a gymnastics gym, and uh, I was also at the same. Then I then I left. I, I went to I went away to college, and then I would come back and visit that gym. I had a rapport with one of the mothers there. So like she was 45 years old. I was probably 20 at the time that I came back to visit. And, and while I was away at school, we struck up a rapport. We were texting back and forth, you know, planning to meet up, which I thought was just a pipe dream. This is just fun kind of texting. I wasn't even, you know, I, I did not think it was going to happen. When finally, when I came home for break, I was playing poker with a bunch of my friends, and I got the call from her to meet up. She asked me to pick up a six-pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade using my friend Cameron Coletti's fake ID. And we met at the gymnastics gym where we both work. She had an extra pair of keys. She broke us in. She drank one and a half Mike's Hard Lemonades. Right before we made love, she told me that her husband or ex or in between was doing some time in a federal penitentiary. Undeterred as a cocksure 20-year-old, I uh, proceeded. We made love on the vault and on the cheese mat. <laughs> we, we, lost, we lost touch after that a little bit. I went away to school. We would connect every once in a while. But mostly it was kind of just, that was it. But then... As summer was approaching, we kind of, she started reaching out to me a little bit more, and it became obvious that she was interested in an actual relationship with me. Me, being a total 20-year-old sociopath at this point in my life, came back from college, went to visit the gymnastics gym to see all my old friends, all my old co-workers, maybe flex my bicep in front of the mom once or twice. And her daughter was 18 years old. She, was, uh, she also worked at the thing. and She was a gymnast in very good shape, beautiful. And we instantly hit it off upon my return. I was so committed to pulling the mother-daughter combination that I took a job there for the summer. <laughs> I 
the mom caught wind that the her daughter and I were getting friendly and it was very obvious gymnastics also they're very immature so they kind of there's a lot of gossip going around the gym so it's very like <laughs> all that stuff And so that's going around the entire gym. It finally reaches the mom. In front of about 60 children, maybe more, plus staff, plus everybody during a bustling gymnastics day of both classes, birthday parties, and lessons, she screamed, don't have sex with him. Don't have sex with Mike. I already fucked him on the vault and the cheese mat. All of the children were horrified at this. It became a huge thing. The, the coach, the Russian coach, Sasha, had to run out to her. He, like, put, like, one of those marathon rescue blankets over her shoulder and, like, ushered her into the office where you could hear screaming, throwing of things, breaking, and just overall mayhem in the back. She was she was ushered out of out of the building and I, you know, just to protect her, not like in a get the hell out of here, lady. And I was called into the office where Sasha, the Russian man, was like, you just can't ever come back again. And I got fired from that job and asked never to come back on the premises because of the p possibility of me having a, a sexual relationship with both a mother and a daughter who worked there. favorite sax talk stories <laughs> Arabian nights Arabian day dude you are a freaking pimp dog <laughs> yeah I was no back in the day back in the day oh it's DJ voice back in the day Mike Gannon had some moves with the ladies and then quickly threw them away based on pure selfishness Dude, um, I am so flabbergasted that the way they handled it, th that your penis was public enemy number one, <laughs> that you were the evil that was corrupting the gymnastics village there. Yeah. It's I got like reverse Larry Nassard. <laughs> Dude, did... <laughs> Did the other, did you become a legend, a local legend for a little bit? 
not not locally. Like no, none of my friends cared. Like I thought the whole point of that was like story, story. Like I was so How excited. How did your friends not care about that? They just didn't care. I, I don't know why. Were my they friends, too on drugs? A bit of that. They're okay. also they're also probably more impressive when it comes to like being able to being able to hook up and stuff like that. Like they are like next level jujitsu hookup dude. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and they just say they just weren't impressed. I don't know what happened in the gymnastics gym. My 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 niece, I guess you could call her now. Yeah, goes to that gym. Okay, <laughs> so I almost There's a wanna... wanted poster of you on the wall still. <laughs> she's only like fifteen, so I can't ask her yet. But when she's like twenty five, I'm gonna be like, hey, was there any like? Does anybody talk about me? Any any really? stories? Anything but you, Uncle Mike? Is my jersey hanging from the rafters or anything? Or is your condoms hanging <laughs> from the, the rafters there? <laughs> That's wild, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was fun. Heck yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for uh, for doing the show. Is there anything that um, you uh, you can plug? Uh, I know you're on tour yeah. a lot right now. I'm on tour, like yeah. I'm all over the place. So whenever this comes out, go to MikeCannonComedy.com. Uh, Going to be in Chicago, Cleveland, uh, Delaware coming up, uh, all over the map. So just MikeCannonComedy.com for, for dates. Like I said, guys, after you're done watching this, and we'll put some of the links in the uh, description as well, uh, just YouTube Mike Cannon, spelled exactly how it sounds. That's Two right. ends in Canon. It's real easy. Mike Cannon stand up. And there's a bunch of specials that he has on there. He has a bunch of great podcasts. He does a podcast with our, our pal Mike Feeney and Brendan Sagal, right. who have also been on uh, Jeremiah Wonders in the past. We got to get you on that when you come back yeah. to New York. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. I love so the fun. clips that you guys put out. I so love fun. how you poke at each other and roast each other. It's, it's freaking nonstop. great. It's, awesome <laughs> but dude love you brother thank love you so you, much man. for doing the show Thanks and for having uh me. yeah it's always a pleasure to uh see you whether it's la or new york so Same. we'll continue to right make that happen you. hell yeah yeah